The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond, 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 beyond. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Beyond, episode number one hundred and four hundred and six. <laughs> <laughs> Is a number word. It's not like six. I don't know how I did I think that. That would be no, ten thousand. We went back in time. I don't yeah. know how I miscounted so. I'm long. your host, Chris Roper. The PlayStation <laughs> Two is about to launch, and boy, are we excited! <laughs> I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, as sometimes, uh, Marty Sleeve. Nope, I'm here all the time. <laughs> Brian, your turn. You gotta say my name. <laughs> Man, we're off to a bad start. Brian Altano. <laughs> and then uh, Andrew Goldfarb. We're very jet lagged. Yeah, I'm still. I'm feeling really weird still. We were. Yeah. We were in. Uh, we were in Cologne for Gamescom for Food a week. Uh, Alice <laughs> Clark, yeah. Commissar. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. It was a. That was the first time I've been to Europe, and mm-hmm. it's a very long flight to get there. It's yeah, like 22 it's, you hours. You guys sound kind of like trip. stuttery and amiss. You left a part of you behind. I'm you also like, sound exactly like you do every week. <laughs> I'm not like super tired, but I feel like a little bit just just a little bit kind of off, you know? Uh-huh. Well, it was. Um, I felt like that way the whole time. I mean, it's like a really weird, it gets, it's light there till really late. And yeah. like we were, we were working until late. So like our nights were just like, very odd. Like our yeah. pacing was weird. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, Brian, you just got your wisdom teeth out. I did. Yeah, yeah. You're still are you, are you looking up. forward? Marty to your, is a uh, father. I'm a yeah. father. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. A lot of things have happened. Yeah. yeah, I got my top wisdom teeth out. It's just a weird. It's a weird show. Yeah, I feel yeah. I was on uh, drugs all weekend for yeah. for the teeth, not just for fun. Yeah, you I mean that, they were great. You said that earlier, and I forgot about the wisdom teeth stuff, and I was like, "Wow, that was a candid confession about yeah. your, your drug." Yeah, I'm a little old to just start hitting hard drugs. That's true. I forgot about the wisdom teeth thing that we talked about like 30 seconds it, ago. Yeah, I know. It's all not right, great. Let's, uh, let's so get uh, into some some news. Yeah, let's okay. do this. What, what is it? What is the video game world like in the in the wonderful land of Germany? How different is it than here? Because I, I know when we were in the convention center, I don't really. Yeah, I mean, you, like, I mean, like, just sort of anecdotally Gamescom walking is, around the streets. Gamescom is divided into the business center and the public area, and mm-hmm. we, like ninety nine percent of the time we're in the business center. So we just saw dudes in suits who flew in from America. Basically. And it's it's yeah. what it's like three times bigger than E three or something like that. Like no. Ten times bigger yeah. than E three. Ten times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. four hundred thousand. Disastrously huge. Versus what? How many? E three between 50, thirty 000? and fifty. Wow. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Pax is about seventy. Like it is a very big show. How do they get all that meat in there for all those big boys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's big trucks. We uh, on meat on boys. <laughs> Damn it, Brian. I would be curious to know how many how many pigs were consumed 
Oh Jesus! By by just the, by IGN's comment attendees, <laughs> yeah. we uh, uh, and just to see them released on the, the public day on the first like really big public day because Saturday <laughs> and Sunday are like even bigger than the rest of the days because the weekend. Uh, we tried to go to the shopping area, like uh-huh. to, to look for like video game toys and stuff, like and, the merchandise uh, area. It was hellish. Yeah, that, really? was, that was literally the most uh, the most like hell I've I felt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were all like really there tired. Were uh, something like. All of E3 squeezed into that room. 400,000 400, people is a, is a small town. With Not like even that a, small. No, it's a real city. It's Dude. a real city with, with its own government. And yeah, I mean, my hometown is 20,000 people. God, yeah. that's half of an E3. Um, yeah. So we went, like, the last day, the really only part of the show floor we saw was, like, I went there to during one of the press days and kind of walked around and it was just yeah. amazed at the scale of this place. It's the only day you can go. It is yeah. 10 huge like convention center halls that are just, I mean, they're the size of, if you've been to a PAX, I would say it's the size of like the PAX hall. One of those rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and there's, yeah, there's, so there's, there's 10 of them. The business center is uh, two, three, four. And then hall five is like a weird hybrid hall that's like, <clears throat> Outside of the technical public area, but it's where all the shopping stuff was. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, six, seven, eight, and nine are the really big ones, which yeah, are a little bigger than South Hall. And it's just, the, they're, I didn't see the crowds really until the, the day we went oh, to real check spooky. out the, yeah. the, the, the merch, the merch hall, whatever. We walked around, and it was just, and the, the, I think the most disappointing thing is the, is the reality that, like, most of the stuff that was being sold there was, like, cool Japanese statues. And I was like, this is sort of all sort of tempting, but I'm just like I'm in Germany. I can go home and order this also and from Japan. Like yeah, that was the weird thing. None of these are like German. Also flying. Exclusives. Don't be the guy on a 11 hour flight with a giant Japanese statue. Yeah, that's you know, kind, that's kind I, of a hassle. Yeah, uh, get, well, get, at least not the one that you bought in Germany. Just the one you brought from San Francisco. Max, you kind of are a giant Japanese <laughs> statue. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. You're tall. You have hair like so, Goku. <laughs> so what's the? I mean, I, I, I don't understand the. So what's the appeal of, of attending a show like this as the public? Because I know when you go to E3, you wait. Like packs. You wait but you, for E3. You wait what four hours to play a game demo? Is it twelve hours? No, I mean that's the thing, right? Like it's it's the same as E3. It's just servicing a part of the world that doesn't have another show like this. But it's also so like, it's like Halo Five is playable, and there are four hundred stations. Is that yeah, what like it that is? Kind of so yeah, like, just, everything is just larger. So got like, it, picture got an it. E3 booth like times four. Like yeah, so, okay. it's like everything is just bigger in general. But yeah, like there yeah. are people who. Like go there and wait six hours to play one game, and then they're disappointed by it, and they wasted a whole day. Um, yeah, like it's so, not. It, I don't know. It's really interesting. So two weeks ago, we talked about how Sony's presence was probably going to be lacking at the show. They didn't yep. have a press conference in favor of doing one uh, at Paris Games Week at the end of October. Yep. Um, like, what was their presence like? I mean, was this a Microsoft? I mean, we know that Microsoft conference was huge. Was like that sort of the talk of the show? Yeah. I mean, there was Microsoft had the biggest booth. They were everywhere. Like every the big announcements were all Microsoft games. But that said, like when you went down, like Street Fighter had a pretty big presence mm-hmm. on Sony. They had a big stage and they were talking about stuff. And like it was clear that like. You know, that was being played on PS4s, obviously. And yeah. then, like, um, if you walk by the Black Ops stuff, all of that was on PS4s. So right. it's, like, in third party, they shined. Sure. Also, like, there was, on the public floor, Sony did have a presence. Like, there was Tearaway Unfolded, and they were doing live demos, and there was this big inside PlayStation thing where they were doing interviews with devs. So it's, like, from our perspective, in terms of new games to cover, there weren't new announcements or anything. But for the public... You know, like to us, the stuff we saw at E3 is two months old, but to the public that didn't get to see that, it's brand sure. new. So well, it yeah. was their first hands-on. And with like all a bunch of the coolest stuff was third party. It was like Mafia 3 and mm-hmm. Dark Souls mm-hmm. yep. and Phantom Pain. Exactly. Like so yeah. I think they were there. Like, yes, their absence was definitely felt in terms of announcements, mm-hmm. but they were there. It's not like there were like no PlayStation logos anymore. Yeah. Right. So I think most importantly, uh, there's a video on our site. Yes. And someone met uh, a superhero. Can I explain what Yes, please. Yeah. So... One of the, the the UK team was over there, and um, they'd been they'd been out. Um, Rory was out shooting just cosplay footage for mm-hmm. you know one of those like oh here's all the cosplay at Gamescom, 
And there's, they're filming this guy who was in a Spider-Man costume. Really impressive. Uh, really, really good costume. Yeah. And you can go see the video. It's, uh, it's just, I think it's just like Spider-Man saves game. We'll put it, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, and I'm going to ruin it for you right now. <laughs> Uh, but basically, this guy, you just hear from kind of off screen, you hear this just terrifying cackle, and the camera sort of pans over and does one of those, like, like in the office, like, zoom in and out kind of things where they're like, what is that? Like, you're kind of reeling back as the cameraman from this really, really horrible Green Goblin costume. And this, this is all unscripted, right? Yeah. This was completely, uh, completely like, unplanned. He, and we were, he just happened to be walking and by. And then he starts... Speaking in German in a Green Goblin voice. And, like, the first thing he yells is, like, Spiderman! <laughs> but then, like, the best part is that then and they then have this they, awful unchoreographed yeah. fight. They it start is fighting. so awkward. Uh, I was... I and was, he's rolling the, the, the it's goblin just, balls yeah. at him. Yeah, right? it's, really, it's one of the funniest things I've seen. And, like, the, they showed they came back to the, to the war room and they were like, we just filmed something... Very unusual. <laughs> they like told us about it. We all started cracking up just just for the description. Yeah. And then they showed it to us, and I was like doubled over, crying from yeah. just like laughing. Like, and I think until I got on the plane, every time I thought of it, I was still laughing about it. I love it so much. I showed it to I showed it to Jen, my fiance, yesterday, and she. She just started going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, and backing away from the computer laughing because it was so uncomfortable to watch. I love it so much. It was really weird. Uh, You guys pretty much put it on the site without any warning or anything like that. It's just if you're checking IGN and you're scrolling through and all of a sudden it's like, well, here's something weird we found at Comic-Con. And it's just two people screaming at each other. One of them screaming. It's it's so good. It's very uncomfortable video. <laughs> it's so it's so good. It's such a funny video. Uh, it's so good too. It's just the juxtaposition of how good the Spider-Man costume is with how awful the Greek costume is. But he's but he's way more committed to it. And then he just like calls him on his bluff, and he's like, it's. <laughs> as far as being a cosplayer goes, I think if you're like if you're in your really good costume and you're like you're posing and you're looking awesome, I think the most villainous thing someone could do is just swoop in and steal the spotlight, mm-hmm. but do it in a really corny way, and then do something that encourages you to kind of show off that you don't know how to actually act like Spider-Man. And that's the thing, like, the poor Spider-Man was, looks really good up to that point, but then he tries to do this, like, behind-the-back move with, like, the pumpkin bomb, and it's so It's really bad. good. So, Incredible. everyone at home, please watch this video. I hope you enjoy it. It I'm... I wasn't I wasn't really there, but I'm just sort of proud that I could be a part of it because mm-hmm. it was so it was so impressive. <laughs> so good. <sighs> yeah. Let's Anything talk about else? news. Journalism. Yeah, let's yeah. talk yeah. about some news. Let's do some cues with A. Um Quickies ooh. with Andy. Oh. Uh wow. th- so this is interesting. Uh this broke last week. I don't know if you guys talked about it, but there's kind of some explanation now. Uh so if you didn't hear last week, uh Peter Dinklage is no longer in Destiny. He's being replaced by Nolan North entirely. Re-recording all the lines, like that character is no longer Peter Dinklage. And they finally explained a little bit of why. Because um, he wasn't very good. Because he wasn't very bu- good. But today they basically said it was all availability. They were like, yeah, like we needed to record lines. And like there was all this Hollywood. <laughs> where like we couldn't get him. So it's like he wasn't even there to record. Like, you know why? Because he was doing pixels. Yeah, that must be it. Because he was oh, filming that's pixels. Real, that's real sad. That's yeah. He's working on the true. first installment of the Pixels oh, trilogy. Oh, I'm sorry. Hollywood nonsense. I said <laughs> when I didn't need to. I apologize. Let's do it again. They got Noel North, and, I, and, and that's what he says. He says, uh, Noel is a pro. This is his thing. Uh, you can just call him up and say, hey, next week we're doing this internal playtest, and it would be great to get some ghost dialogue in there, and he's available. Yep. A lot of those, uh, a lot of voice actors 
have setups in their apartments or not apartments, probably houses because they do so well, where yeah. they can just pop in and, and record a bunch yeah. of VO in a little pop-in closet in their apartment. So that's – I don't know why I keep saying apartment. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's probably a lot easier than, than Peter Dinklage who is climbing a green screen wall yeah. somewhere in yeah, Berlin exactly. or whatever. Yeah, I talked to uh, Sean Vanneman who's working on Firewatch, uh-huh. and he said the two lead characters recorded all of their dialogue from their separate houses, from their separate VO booths, and he was directing them via Skype. And wow. they actually hadn't met – they still haven't met. Wow. Like That's the actor, really like they had this like amazing For that game, that works game, really well, though. Who are, yeah. the, who are the voice actors? Uh, the guy played Harry, Harry from Crane from Mad, yeah. Mad Men. Yeah. And the girl was Katya in uh, Walking Dead. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, cool. Yeah. It's cool. Super cool stuff. Um, next up, uh, so Sony raised the prices of, uh, what is it, three-month and... Sixth month, I believe, uh, PlayStation Plus memberships in the UK. Mm-hmm. This is only notable because so they, the one year is for now the same, but it's interesting because they've raised prices in other regions before, but we have been largely unaffected yeah. uh, in the United States. Um, and it's it's kind of interesting to wonder if they will raise that price because I feel like PlayStation Plus is such a good it's, value. It's been fifty years since what, what since, was it five years ago? Yeah, Did mm-hmm. you said it's five year anniversary. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I don't know. Like I honestly wouldn't be upset paying ten dollars more because I feel like the value of it is totally worth it. Yeah. I wouldn't either. But on the flip side, um, if you're at all interested in PlayStation Plus, like. Keep an eye out on sites like Cheap Ass Gamer because I've almost never had to actually pay fifty dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Same with Xbox Live, where there's almost a deal every three or four months where somebody's like thirty dollars for a year or something, something for nine months, and they all stack. So I have like I think I have three years of PS Plus lined up right now just because mm-hmm. I jumped on deals. Like you don't have to pay you don't have to pay fifty dollars yeah. for that. And mm-hmm. honestly, like the secret best person mm-hmm. to follow on Twitter is a guy named Wario sixty four. Yeah, who I don't. He's like a robot man, but he just tweets out amazing deals on games. And well, he, like this. he used to actually run the cheapest gamer Twitter too. Well, that so, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and then kind of another PlayStation note. Uh, so there's this vote to play feature that leaked out a yeah, week ago that's finally confirmed. Well, I was I read a news story about this and it left me with more, more questions than when I went in. So it's. Basically, people are voting for what games they want to see on there? Yeah, so basically they'll give you three options, and the idea is that um, uh, whichever game wins will be free for the next month of PlayStation Plus. Hmm. So uh, this month it is... Armello, Armello, Grow Home, yeah, which is a new like weirdly that game hadn't been announced for PS4. Yeah, now this and evidently the game's it. really good. It was a Ubisoft yeah. game. It was a PC thing where you're like this little like a, a man, a man who's climbing a tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted. Right. I, I'm sorry, I didn't pull it up, but there was a comment on the IGN video version of last week's episode of Beyond, where I guess we had talked about. How we thought this month's PlayStation Plus lineup, which was, um, was like Limbo, Sound Shapes, Sound Shapes, uh, God of War Ascension, yeah. um, a couple of uh, Tomb Raider, yeah, and yeah. The Temple of Osiris. Yep. Like it was a good mix of games. Um, yep. There was a comment saying that we were kind of wrong and that we were overrating it, and I was like, "Well, I can totally see where you where you're coming from on that." I actually wanted to read the comment. I'm totally, I'm really sorry I forgot it, Mister or Mrs. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted to talk to you guys about like what makes a good PlayStation Plus lineup because I I think this is a they're in a very tough spot. Basically, the dedicated hardcore Sony fans, people who buy every PlayStation game, people in this room, mm-hmm. are the type of people that are going to have played everything that's free that's really uh, that, mm-hmm. that's really good already right so a game like limbo or sound shapes we've of course everyone in this room's played it already yeah. mm-hmm. because we were told and we told each other to play it a long time ago so that playstation plus kind of gets rid of any triple a games right triple a games we would have played them ourselves years ago so if we're not allowed to count those as being part of the deal then we have to look at indies now indies are sort of hit or miss right 
Um, they're also kind of cheaper, so I don't know how great of a deal that is. And the third thing you can possibly get is a game launching exclusively on PlayStation yeah. Plus, which doesn't happen all the time. No. It happens so, surprisingly frequently yeah, given it does. that it's yeah. like we, we are so spoiled by that. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. what was it? Ali Ali 2? Yep. Yeah, Ali 2. Like that Rocket just came League, out on Steam. Rocket yeah, League, Rocket yeah. League, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a combination of a couple things. I think, yeah, it's huge if a game launch, like an indie game launches and then is free that month. Like, yeah, that's yeah. part of the reason Rocket League just absolutely blew up is because yep. millions of people were able to download it and try it for free and really liked it. Um, I think another thing is smaller games that people may have missed. Um, like, yeah, by now it feels like Limbo and Sound Shapes have been free on various platforms often. Yeah, like I think I've I have a free copy of Limbo on a couple consoles that I've yeah, I actually through. so somebody somebody wrote in and told us that Limbo was free on Vita once, yeah. free on PS3 once, mm-hmm. and now it's free on PS4. And it was so, free on X360. So it's been on yeah. three different PlayStation platforms, mm-hmm. uh, although the game is not cross by. So you know what's yeah, really but, kind of perplexing is the amount of free PS4 versions of games we're seeing uh, that are like smaller indie games. Yeah. But like, are the, are those studios porting them over, or like, who's who's doing that? Who is like, Limbo is a pretty old game at this point. Who is like, yeah, let's put that on PS4 as opposed to being like, oh, I don't know, um, Skyrim or something. Yeah, you know, right. like, it's right. obviously like, it's a, is, one's like, much bigger. I, I, I doubt but, Play Dead's doing it themselves. Like, I imagine there, it depends. Like, sometimes it's developer oriented, and, and they contract another studio to do it but sometimes yeah. uh, like the building the list stuff like uh, when Borderlands 2 came to Vita right that was Sony publishing it mm-hmm. and they you know they got Iron Galaxy and then mm-hmm. they poured it over so I, I think mean, sometimes yeah. Sony's the one who kind of gets that yeah. ball rolling conversely like why not like there are tons of games that are you know on Steam or just kind of indie games that are floating around that are about the same size as Limbo I guess mm-hmm. I just why not work on getting those I mean it's yeah I mean, I mean, it just seems an odd choice like of, of things that are not on a million other systems like sound yeah. shapes and you know, and maybe it's maybe there's some kind of it's easier to port something from Vita to PS4 than it is from PS3 yeah, to PS4. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm always torn about that because I'm sitting there going like, yeah, Sound Shapes is an awesome game, but as somebody who pays for PlayStation Plus, like probably not the best value to me to have it again. You mm-hmm. know, Cause especially because it was cross buy. Well, that one's super awesomely cross save. Like yeah. everything in that one is so easy to go back and yeah. forth, and actually. The, the reason trophy people love that game is because every time you sink your save back and forth, you unlock another set of trophies. And I think that was uh, – was that available at launch? Yeah. Yeah, so, so I downloaded that day one for free. So. And that was the big thing. It was on PS3 and Vita. It was announced as a Vita game, and then it came to PS3, and at launch you could uh, transfer your save back and forth. But then when the PS4 version came out, once again, you got all those trophies for transferring it. Yeah. So it's like a weird incentive. Um, but I, I think as far as PlayStation Plus, like to answer all those questions, like I don't think it's for us. I think, like, we get benefits out of it and we can play games we miss. But, like, for me, PlayStation Plus has always been something that's kind of that incentive to people don't own the system yet. Yeah. Because, like, especially when they did the instant game collection for Vita where you got, like, Uncharted and Gravity Rush and all that. Like, you are telling people, like, hey, like, pick up this system because if you do and you spend the price of one game, you get a year supply of free games. And there's some of the best games you might have missed. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, PlayStation Plus is, you know, now it's required for multiplayer. So we have more reason to use it. But for me, it's, like... That is the selling point on how I sell someone to buy this over another system. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I think it also helps to, like, a big AAA games that may have slipped through the cracks or come out at a weird time. Like, God of War Ascension sort of came out so late in the, uh, so late in the PS3's life, uh, yeah. life cycle yeah. that people may have already been thinking about PS4 yeah. and everything. And exactly. Sort of like, and it's I good th- for games that, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of games that were like that, that were, like, good, solid AAA games that just got sort of buried. Like, stuff yeah. like Darksiders, And they too. put, like, Little Big Planet carding and things yeah, that are, yeah. like... Wasn't think, Vanquish one of them once? Yeah, Vanquish. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and those are, like, great examples. I think uh, Arkham Origins and God of War Ascension are great examples of, yeah. like, 
even fans of those franchises might have passed on those mm-hmm. kind of like spin-off yeah, titles for free. Whereas for free, if you're like itching for another game or like you can't you don't have the money for Arkham Knight yet, but you want to play a game, so you go back. Or yep. like you're really excited for God of War Five, but it's not out yet, so you're gonna play Ascension. Like mm-hmm. I think it scratches that itch and it's free, so why wouldn't you? I like it too for things like um Infamous First Light. Oh yeah. Where you're sort of just like yeah, I, I I don't know if I would have spent twenty dollars on this that as was a standalone, the right size, yeah. but like yes. that's yeah, just throw it in for free one month. I think it also the value totally gets better when you have a Vita sitting there too. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you have, if you still have a PS3 hooked up, then sure. Um, I personally find it hard to go back to that console. Yeah. For a number of reasons, but um, yeah, I mean, let us know what you think the perfect PlayStation Plus lineup is. Like, what do you want to see? What's a good month? What's a bad month? What's your dream lineup? Uh, send us an email to yeah. Beyond at IGN.com. That's right. Or also pop into the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash I don't know what the group's exact name I'm, is. Uh, I'm really excited for like a year, two years from now when the PS4 library is much bigger yeah. and stuff that totally just got swept under the rug that I forgot about becomes totally. PS Plus. Like, yeah. this is so weird to say, uh, Dying Light came out like yeah. a lot of people seem yeah. to really like it um i totally wasn't feeling it when it yeah. came out and there's the odds of me going back and intentionally playing it sometime this year are pretty slim yeah. i guarantee that will be a free game in yep. a year. yeah yeah that yeah. sounds like a yeah. perfect end to it yeah mm-hmm. and i'll be like this is so much fun yeah but yeah. if i'd been like oh i'm gonna you know check this out from work or i'm gonna buy this for myself or whatever i'd probably be like uh, i'd rather do something else. see and I, I actually like that aspect of it of this sort of just like your friend hands you a book and mm-hmm. he's like, read this. It's pretty good. I just finished it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what PlayStation Plus is, is sort of that nudge to be like, play Shovel Knight again. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yep. oh, yeah, sure. I wouldn't yeah. have thought to do that. But now that it's like front and center and I'm, I'm kind of paying for it already, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Also, it's, the, the feeling of getting something free is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Well, technically free. Yeah. Sort of free. Well, it's but that's t- yeah. to that point though, right? It like it makes you feel better about having spent the fifty dollars or whatever yeah, yeah, for yeah. the year. Mm-hmm. Four then it's a like, month. yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good, pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, um, okay, a couple more quickie news is um, what uh, quickie news is <laughs> uh, just a GTA Five update because it's staggering. Um, fifty four million copies. It's uh, insane. Keep in mind that's sold in, which means to retailers as opposed to sold through, which is to customers. But still, I mean, I'm sure it's like. 4550 is a safe estimate. Um, mm-hmm. That is a lot. Uh, that is more than, I mean, when you think about Call of Duty sales or whatever, which are in 20s and 30s, which are yeah. really high. Like, GTA somehow, I mean, like, it just stays on top always. And I think it's, like, why you can wait, you know, five years between GTA titles. and That's exactly it. Yeah, they, they Rockstar is very smart at eventizing these things and not really playing by the rules of the rest of the industry of being, like, Hey, here's two Assassin's Creed games a year, or hey, the Call of Duty machine is starting up again. You know, like and they can sort of say every five or six years, be like, "Here's this new thing." And that's what's crazy is uh, sales are starting to taper off, uh, which sounds insane, but yeah, it's only two million extra from this quarter. It was fifty-two last quarter. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, like, there's no DLC yet, so it's like yeah. as soon as they announce a big expansion or DLC, like you're theoretically going to yeah. see sales. Well, there's go no over there's again. no DLC on the main game, but they've kept GTA online. Online, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They still don't have updated. Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> really? I'm, I had to stop myself from swearing. They still have Hawaiian shirts in online. Rockstar, get your yeah. shit together. <laughs> it's also insane, just super crude math of, so say there's 50 million copies and there were $50 a piece. It's $2.5 billion. Yep. Yeah. Like um, do, we, do we have a breakdown on what on on consoles? I guess we don't, right? What? Mm. Oh, like how which sold on which? Yeah. Right. Also, like, keep in mind. That, uh, <laughs> it's like a copy of your homework. Whenever, uh, whenever a PS4 price drop rolls around, you know, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I guarantee you there's going to be a huge, huge spike in in GTA Five sales yeah. like, this fall. You know, because yep. like yep. people are going to be like, ah, what's that series I like where you can do all those bad things? 
That's the one. Well, and we don't sorry, know, Mom. I, we don't understand the scope of whatever the DLC will be yet, theoretically. Like, if they're going to do, like, a Battle of Gay Tony-style big thing, like, maybe there will be console bundles, or maybe yeah. there will be yeah, a we, we heard, deal out of it. We heard about uh, single-player story-based stuff happening in that world. Um, those type of rumors from people who work in uh, voice actors and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. What, so what do you think that's going to happen? I'm surprised it I'm hasn't. I'm amazed it hasn't had. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, what, it's been uh, two, almost two years since... The, the yeah. last gen version. That yeah, maybe that's something we'll hear about. Yeah, you know, Paris um, Games Week or or PX PSX. V, or, yeah, VGAs or whatever. Yeah, that, or that feels like a random Tuesday because Rockstar does whatever yeah. they want. Yeah, that's doesn't have point. to care that's about any of these things. Probably the best point is that yeah. they'll one day they'll say, "Hey, we have a big announcement tomorrow," and then it'll yeah. come. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of like Valve or Blizzard in that way. They mm-hmm. can do whatever they want. Well, they also do they do the thing where they they'll put out one they'll put out one screenshot of it. Yeah. And it'll be yep. like the back of a car, and it'll be the highest traffic story in IGN yeah. for the year. Be a porch. Yeah, porch. Porch. One real quick one. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake will not use the Luminous Engine, which is... This is Brian's favorite topic. We, I, had, we had two Final Fantasy segments last episode. Oh, I, yeah, I was... Brian I st- took a real hearty nap. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I did was I let my left eye fall asleep first, and then my right eye fall asleep next. <laughs> I actually took two half naps. <laughs> uh, I'll keep it short, I promise. They released a thing called Agni's Philosophy. It was a demo for their very pretty engine at the PS4 announcement. It was like a very big deal. Mm-hmm. They were talking about Luminous and what a crazy engine it was. They had all these cool tech demos. And then Kingdom Hearts switched to Unreal, and Final Fantasy 15 is not using Luminous, I believe. Mm-hmm. And now Final Fantasy 7 isn't. So, like, what was the point of the money and the time they put into that and announcing it? And I don't know. It's really interesting because um, it, it is kind of a very Western-influenced thing to be using Unreal. And to – yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of suggests, like, a, a big step in Square Enix that, like, maybe they won't use proprietary tech Yeah, Yeah, again. I mean, that's smart. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, proprietary tech gets you into such a corner. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, uh, just, you know – Paying the licensing fee. Did anything ship uh, using Luminous, or was this one what? of those tech demo things? Yes, to my knowledge, a tech no. demo that was not interactive. And it was four fifteen theoretically. Like that was what everyone assumed they were using it for. Yeah, um, I bet you the, it comes down to portability. And, yeah, it, and, and just the fact that you can't look over somebody else's shoulder and see what they're doing with it. That's and, exactly right. And also, they announced this weekend that at Gamescom that uh, they're looking into collaborating with Avalanche, who makes Just Cause, on using some of their tech um, for airships and for verticality. But just really interesting how willing they are to partner with Western developers yeah. rather than using. God, that is such a nice thing to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. FF Seven with like. Yeah, I realize really that's cool. not why people played FF Seven, but sure. If you could just tear apart in Midgar, yeah, <laughs> tear every piece off. <laughs> well, yeah, that was for fifteen, but yeah, yeah. theoretically it would be for. I mean, um, I would assume they have a shared code base. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's also maybe part of it is maybe Luminous just wasn't playing well with PS4 and or Xbox One. Yeah, it could be hardware compatibility yeah. stuff. That's a really good point too. Yeah. Also, there's always. Can it work on mobile? You know, sure. Unreal. Honestly, you can you yeah. can scale it down. It'll work yeah. on mobile just yep, fine. Yep, but yep. Um, yeah, what else we got to talk about? That's uh, it for quickies. Everyone's gone to the rapture. Yeah. Marty, what's up going on with this? I, I it's a video game that's out now. Uh, it's the developed by the Chinese room who did uh, Dear Esther and Amnesia, uh, a machine for pigs. It is a first person walkabout game, which is a genre I like a lot. Andrew doesn't like it because he just went out his how, phone. How much is Sorry, it? It time. is. Uh, Twenty dollars. Okay. How long? How, how long does it take so, to play through it? So that's an interesting thing. So I reviewed it. I gave an eight. I gave an eight. Uh, I liked it very much. Uh, it took me about five or six hours, but my main complaint was that your character moves extremely slowly, and this is a very big world, mm-hmm. and the world is amazing to go through the first time. And there's but backtracking. You, but too. if you want to backtrack, you don't have yeah. to backtrack. But I wanted to because I realized I missed stuff. Yeah. Um, and it took legitimately like fifteen minutes 
of just walking past things I had already seen to get back to where I was. And there's no run button. There's no prompt for a run button. There's nothing in the options menu. But uh, So the developer uh, released a blog today sort of apologizing for the fact that there is a secret way to walk faster in the game, and it requires holding R2 for seven seconds. Uh, and so they, they sort of said that, like, hey, we – this was a thing we had to ship the game, and we had to cut a corner, and so they took wow. out of the they took auto run out of the options menu, and there was no <clears> prompt <throat> in the game of like at the beginning of the game. There's nothing that appears in the corner that says, "Hey, hold R two for seven seconds." Seven so like we are, we timed it. You legitimately have to hold it for seven seconds, and then your what? character starts That's moving really weird. a what? bit faster. Like what? It, did they explain their thinking behind seven seconds? I mean, like I can understand like maybe a slight lag, but that's one of yeah. those things like seven seconds is exactly long enough to stop trying to hold a button to see if it does anything. Exactly. Yes. So so total anecdotal side note, um, Jose and I have been doing this video series at IGN where we make each other Mario <laughs> Maker levels, and then uh, we have each other play them. And it's it was my first time designing a level before, and I got about 90% done with my level before Jose started banging on the door being like, we have to shoot this. You're behind schedule. Yeah. We gotta we gotta make this video and get this out. And my level is nearly impossible to finish because of that. And I walked out of there going, Oh, now I understand yeah. game design. <laughs> All right. So that's why every every video game has a Jose banging on the door. Yeah, there are the artists and the talented people and there are people being like, get it done. And you're yeah. like, okay. Uh, but all that aside, uh, the game's incredible. Yeah. It's uh, published by Sony. Uh, it's, you know, for the time being, it's a Sony. It's a PS4 exclusive. It's absolutely gorgeous. It has some of the most incredible music I've ever heard in a video game. It's this really heart-wrenching story about wh- where the hell did all these people go, and you're sort of piecing it together. It's almost uh, like The Leftovers. It is. It's sort of like yeah. The Leftovers, uh, and it has this really great mystery that I, throughout the whole thing, I was like, is this a religious thing? Is this an alien thing? Is this a science thing? Um, with an incredible payoff, and it has one of... About uh, without spoiling it, about two thirds of the game, it has this five minute segment that is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in a video game. All right, um, that sounds like really a good, pretty uh, good. Uh, everyone should go to the Rapture and play this game. If you had known about the run thing, would you have changed your? I did change the score. Oh, yeah. so uh, yeah. Once we found that out this morning, uh, I had a long sit down with Dan Stapleton, a reviews editor, and was like, "Hey, so my major complaint with this game is not really a complaint now, if." Because this thing is in the game. It's just really poorly implemented. Yeah. But you can run. Uh, and I imagine they're going to patch this game within a week and have at least a prompt or an auto run. Uh, and does, so, yeah, I updated the text and uh, I raised the score to 8.5. Does that mean it is in now it's a three hour game? So that's what Dan, Dan made that joke. And then I laughed and then I was like, oh, is it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I down the I'm square. I cussed. But conversely, does the ability to run, is that worth half a point on a 10 F- point scale? <laughs> You. <laughs> Write that you down. Start saying "f you." Um, f you. No, but seriously though, like, does that? We have to edit these. <laughs> hey, you have to edit these. I don't have to do anything. I just have to write this down yourself. <laughs> Are we cursing now? Sorry, <laughs> Brian's like taking it because I got off. a few. No, Brian, no. Two people have to edit these stupid things. Um, Sorry, Alexa. So, I mean, so would, does that change the experience dramatically though? If it's two hours less, I mean, does it matter? Because I, I know Gone Home was two was. Two hours long, and it was a twenty dollars game. And yeah, I was, but you could run around and jump all over stuff. And yeah, could you jump in that game? I still can't jump. Okay, you could jump all over stuff. That's the yeah. thing. I yep. could fill a hole. I threw a condom in the toilet in that game. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Is that what you told Steve Gaynor when he came in? I did. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I said, Steve, I love your game, but your game is the first game I've ever been able to throw a compliment I think that's the equivalent yep. of if you met somebody who wrote a really good book and you were like, yo, I hit my sister with that book. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, thanks, I guess. That's, it was pretty funny, but my mom got me. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Steve Gaynor got a nice haircut. Shout out to him for that. Shout out to Steve Gaynor. Follow okay. him on Twitter at Fulbright. He's got a real nice haircut. Yeah, tell, everybody tell Steve Gaynor you really All like right, his haircut. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Damn it. I got to see a bunch of Metal Gear Solid stuff. I think pretty much everybody got to see a bunch of Metal Gear Solid stuff because uh, they released like a half-hour gameplay demo that was all the stuff that you would want in that game. Um, they showed off a ton of like kind of late-game high-tech crap you get. In Mother the, Base The wormhole thing sold me... Like I was yeah. already super sold this game, but like that wormhole thing instead of the balloons was like so yeah, explain the wormhole. So brilliant basically, you've got your Fulton retrieval system thing, and mm-hmm. and if you put it on a anything, it'll go up into the sky and then miraculously goes home. Uh, you get an upgraded version of that where it opens up a vortex and people just teleport through that. Yep. Uh, and the explanation there is that I mean the reason you have this aside from the fact that it's awesome mm-hmm. is that people can't shoot down a vortex. That's true. Um, so can the balloons fall down in bad weather or something? Yeah, too? they can fall down in like, bad yeah, weather. No, you weather have, you, you always have that percentage of how likely it is going to succeed. Um, really but basically, uh, Konami was, or you know, Kojima, the the people I was talking to about about Metal mm-hmm. Gear. I think it was I was talking to a couple um, uh, Koji Productions guys, but uh, you know, Konami PR, mm-hmm. and you know, things have been really weird over there, uh, and they were very like it was it was kind of like kind of walking on eggshells type stuff they were very like clear that they wanted to really control the message and they had and i i'm not sure if this was because they were afraid of any kind of just questions out of left field or stuff they didn't want to if they didn't want to go in the in the you know the deep water or anything uh or if they just wanted to really show off specific parts of the demo uh so i couldn't ask like too many hard-hitting questions sure i usually do that anyway it is a weird like our last episode i think i called it the great konami grease fire because we were just talking about like what a mess those inside reports were of what it was like working on konami yeah seriously Um, um that being said like uh i was talking to uh sean eyestone who's the guy who does the VO for all the demos they've done so mm-hmm. far and he's just got this very soothing voice and he's like and here I'm killing a man violently <laughs> he's gonna tell me where there are more ways to kill people this hidden is, in a box this is somewhere. a goat that I'm going to take home yeah. as my, we, uh, as the, my the, so like I, everything we've seen so far has been very like kind of very canned and very manicured and like we've but seeing it actually seeing that game running live mm-hmm. properly uh, he was doing that thing where you're doing like a st- the stealth thing where you hang off the side of the horse uh, and a goat just ran on screen, and the horse ran over the goat. And it was like, bah! <laughs> I was just like, that's what I want. That's, not, that's my yep. game right there. I want that one. Yep. yep. Uh, and they also showed off some of the really. In addition to the the, the wormhole vortex thing, you also get uh, this thing that's called the hand of. Um, damn it, I'm drawing. Oh, like, Jehudi, right? Jehudi, yeah. From the hand uh, of Jehudi, I think. Zone of the Enders, or fist of Jehudi, or something like yeah. that. But basically, it's a teleportation version of Scorpion's harpoon. Yeah. So you shoot it at somebody, and they teleport to directly in front of you so you can punch them in the face. Yep. That's oh, so I did good. see that. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so good. It so good. looks like basically like these little and I I never played Zone of the Enders, so oh. I'm didn't yeah. I don't remember if that's an actual thing in that game or what. Wait, but. did you buy it for the demo? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you snapped that disc right in half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no weird robots. But basically like uh this game looks like there's so much I, one yeah. question I did ask was like can you can you fault in a bear and if you do that will it be at your base? And he said yes. Yeah. So you can fold yeah. anything, right? Yeah, that's uh, and then of course there's the FOB stuff, sure. where basically it's 
you're building your base the whole time. You're building mother base, and it's you know you did that in in Peace Walker, but it was mm-hmm. kind of just through spreadsheets basically. In this case, you are building a physical space that you get to explore, and I think it's I don't think it's so much like you're playing The Sims or Animal Crossing. You know, I think it's more like oh we're putting in this type of wing, mm-hmm. and it's sort of laid out a certain way. But you can um, you can change the color, which I'm excited about because uh, I want to have a fabulous pink base, uh, and then. Other people can come into your base. Yeah, that's and really good. Yeah, that's the what, stuff we watched in the last yeah, show. What yeah, what you have in there is going to defend it. Yeah. So yeah. I really want to find out if your bear can defend If your my base. bears will attack people in your yeah. base. And like people um, can just steal your things. Like if they enter your yeah. base and it's not defended well, people can just start fulting your so things. Like, could, could you have just like a bear wing? Like a whole. I think you can. I, think you can just, long, I don't know if the bears will just wander around in the loose. Like a long haul of bears? <laughs> <laughs> I would really love to have an entire just just nothing but bears. Like I yep. really just want. I love the idea that you randomly pop into someone's mother base and you don't know whose it is. You're like, oh damn it, there's just bears everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the idea like of, of somebody coming in. They're like, oh, this base is pink. This is gonna be just a cake. And then they they walk in there and they're like, oh bears, <laughs> bears and fire everywhere. And the bears are coming out of the vortexes. Are there bees in this game? I feel like there might be bees. Uh, there's probably bees. probably bees. My yeah. big kind of just takeaway on this is that it is like. It is such a it is such a massive literal sandbox. Like yeah. you get you get weather control equipment later on, so you can call in a sandstorm. Co- awesome. Code name Darude. Yeah, um, <laughs> and you also um, just you you steal cassettes from people, and that's the music yeah. you could be playing throughout your I, base. Yeah, I can't. I keep for, I keep forgetting parts of this game and yeah. then remembering more parts of it, and I'm just like, I'm. We're gonna have so many weird, fun things. Dude, in this. So that's that's my whole thing about all this Konami thing, like this Konami drama. I sort of want to just hit pause on it for like a month and a half, it's just so Metal Gear can come out and we can all be like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Yep. And then after that, all right, we can talk about how this, analyze. This, yeah, this yeah, company's yeah. such a mess. Like, I'm just yep. hoping that I think that's sort of what you were getting at with the when you were talking to people at Konami. Like, yeah. they're just so exhausted right now and be like, "Hey, we've been Dude, working I on this game so, for I feel five so years, bad for them, and we just like, want it to speak for itself." Yeah, yeah. Like it's like there's a couple about to break up, but they're crazy and fun, and you want to invite them over to your house yeah. to make a mess one last time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you guys can divorce. You rack no, crazy scraps. It's got to be so just so exhausting, especially for like. I mean, I imagine it's not fun for you know for Kojima, but like all of the people who work on that game who are not named Kojima, you know, like they are. All right, we can keep going. We have audio on the. Uh, why did the computer get unplugged? That's fine. We have, we we can grab audio from the. Okay. We grabbed audio from yeah. this. That's anyway, um, yeah, for all the people who just who are working on this game and aren't household names and weird nerdy households it's got to be kind of uh kind of a bummer to have most of the noise surrounding your game be yeah like bad hype you know yeah so the game itself the game which is the reason that we play these games mm-hmm. not industry politics is really awesome so i'm and i could not be more weeks. excited about this and game. you have to assume that when this game is on the store shelf the average person who's buying it the millions of people who will buy this game have no idea like they're not gonna notice kojima's name isn't yeah. there like, so that was the same uh, uh earlier this week when josh trank tweeted out that quick tweet where he pretty much like threw Fantastic Four under the bus. Josh Trank was the guy who directed Fantastic Four and had yep. a lot of drama uh, yep. surrounding it. A lot it. of dogs. A lot of dogs. Yeah, he put a lot of dogs in a house and destroyed that house. Yep. He fought a lot of dogs back to that Louisiana <laughs> manor. Uh, <laughs> uh, but people were – so he, he threw out a tweet that threw the – movie under the bus and he deleted it right away and people were like projecting like the movie lost 10 million dollars because of that tweet no it no it didn't yeah. it lost 10 million dollars because it was hot trash the yeah. bigger thing is more that like well anyway i was going to talk about josh Craig. no one cares we can move on <laughs> yeah yeah um what else we got to talk about we've got some we just got we got brappies yeah so Ooh, we've got some rapid fire cues that's right let's rap, do some quick rap, questions rapid fire. uh i went into the uh 
Beyond Facebook group, and I asked questions. I got 270 of them at the time of this writing or of the time of a half an hour ago. <laughs> um, that's a lot. I only picked five. I would love to do a whole episode of these one day, but when there's, yeah. if there's ever literally no news and we're just bored, let's do a whole bunch. But um, you can do that too. Just join the group, and uh, every Monday or Tuesday I'll pop in there. We're a day late this week, so sorry about that. We were four days late last week, so we're getting better technically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my fault. Lucas Trezinska or Trezinka says best console launch out of all the PlayStation consoles. PS4. You think so? PS4 easy. Um, like in terms of experience, what, games. Uh, oh, did, did wait? Where are we talking about games or just the consoles themselves? Because I'm talking about the consoles. Oh, this was the first oh, time when I've, nobody went. Oh, I, I have to get a second job or like I mean the yeah the PS1 launched when nobody knew what the hell it was. The PS2 launched. It was still pretty expensive at the time. It was I yeah. Where supplies yep. pretty limited. Uh, not a great launch lineup in that case either because. You know what were people expecting? People didn't know what a DVD was yet. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm actually really inclined to agree with you, Max. I like if you if you sort of take the launch game lineups out of it, which is kind of yeah. hit or miss here and there. Yeah. I think the the way I got my PS4 was they announced it. They announced it was available for pre-order during E3. I went on my phone on Amazon and I pre-ordered it, and it arrived here the day it came out. Yep. For what what was it? Two fifty. Two ninety nine or whatever. I forget the launch price. Three ninety nine. Was, was it three ninety nine? Yeah. Wait, for what? PS four. Four hundred bucks. Was it four hundred? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm way off. Um, and they just showed up. And even the coolest thing about it, it had a little handle on the box. That's right. And I walked out the door. And I yep. went, got on the train and I went home. I'm a real oh. grown up businessman. I got a my real briefcase. adult with my video game briefcase <laughs> toys. We took uh, that's right. We took the Huel Breaking Bad photo on the on the boxes because we got so many PS4s coming. We actually there. unboxed. I think we unboxed. 22 of them. Oh, I've heard about that. that yeah. was really fun. We did the world's biggest PS4 unbo- unboxing here at IGN. Uh, yeah, and um, then the Xbox One came out. We didn't have as many here. Yeah. This was a really interesting way to interpret that question. I assume he meant game lineups, but yeah. I like your answer a lot better. Okay. Nice uh, Andy Markison says Rockstar or Naughty Dog? Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Yeah. Naughty Dog. To me, so like Rockstar is obviously incredible, but for me, Naughty Dog has that much wider range of everything i mean like going back to making incredible platformers to making uncharted obviously what it is and and then having an emotional game like the last of us like they're a more exciting dev to me whereas rockstar like does a bunch of incredible stuff but like i don't know me personally like i don't need another gta i don't need another even red dead like, i want I another, China, I want another chinatown wars sure i want that probably awesome. never gonna i want another drug that. wars for my calculator i'm gonna say rockstar you would, you would love chinatown wars yeah i like rockstar I, I love the way they operate yeah like they are um you know, they go into this mysterious room and they hide there, you know, and they and it's like it's awesome. Like Naughty Dog makes incredible stuff, too. It's really kind of apples and oranges here. But um, I kind of respect that Rockstar is so completely tight lipped about what they do. Yep. Like uh, I think it was Dan Hauser gave one interview and it was just a Playboy, which is kind of like just a it's such a rock like literal rock star move. <laughs> yeah. If if uh, Naughty Dog behaved more like a literal Naughty Dog. <laughs> They just, Who's they, a bad dog? They just you are. <laughs> to celebrate the launch of Last of Us, we have ruined the couch. We've just ruined it. Yeah, I mean, I, off all the cushions. I appreciate. I appreciate the scope of of Rockstar Games, but I do also respect how. And I know this this goes against what I was saying before, but I respect how prolific Naughty Dog is. Mm-hmm. Like in the amount of time that we oh. got one GTA, we got what like the Uncharted trilogy plus the Uncharted the Last trilogy of Us. plus yeah. the Last of Us. Like that's kind of sure. if, if I can take four games versus one, then I'll probably go with that. Uh, yeah, they're kind of split from me. I'm, I'm just really glad they both exist. Yeah. Um, Willemus Bartimus asks, how good are ranch and bacon sodas? Horrible. Not good. Not Awful. Good. Yeah. So not bad. good at all. Awful. Really have you guys had, had them? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, we, I've tried a sip. Of, yeah, Max uh, and I drank them on the comedy button. They suck. Do that. They I suck. tried a sip of bacon cola. It was disgusting. It's it's so it's like yeah. it's not a good cola, and it doesn't taste like bacon. It's, just a, it's a crappy cola with an awful bacon aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah, it's just just Not a nightmare. Good. They taste like soap and a different kind of soap that had bad things happen in it. Speaking of bad yep. things, Michael DeVrugd says, what is your worst childhood gaming-related memory? I think I've talked about it here before. I split my head open playing Bubsy. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell that, that story again. so much. Really? Didn't we go over <laughs> yeah. this? Didn't we go over this? Oh, I don't remember I this. I've told this story on some show. Uh, yeah, I, I the short version is I was, I was playing Bubsy. Uh, Getting real frustrated. That game's not great. Um, and we had this like, it, we, we so for I Super play, Nintendo. Yeah, okay. I used to play video games in. We had like this upstairs room um, that had like a bunch of crap in it. It was like our storage room basically. And there was this like old rocking chair that was like my dad's grandfather's rocking chair it was in our house for some reason. And I got frustrated and I was like, oh my god, I hate this game. And I just let go of the control, just rocked it backwards, like fell back, and my head slammed into a rocking chair, and I had to get a whole bunch of stitches. And my sister Would found me, like, covered in blood. The, the blood in your hair busted loose? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. Bubsy because it's sort of like someone went to the store. They're like, do you have anything less edgy than Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, exactly. With awful jokes. And do you have a worse. tall Garfield? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I was uh, I was good friends with this kid. I forget his fucking name, Michael or something. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were really good friends. And he came over and we were playing. <laughs> this is a long time ago. We were playing uh, Kid Icarus for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and for the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> right, right, right. And um, after he left, the game went missing. And I got really mad, and I blamed him for stealing it. My mom was like, you can't hang out with that kid anymore. He came over and stole your birthday present. You know, we have to get you a new one, blah, blah, blah. So we, I stopped hanging out with him. Then he moved to another town. We never spoke again. And, like, ten years later, my parents were moving the TV in our living room, and Kid Icarus fell out of the back of it. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't call the kid because he was dead. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Get out! Wow. Yeah. Get the... What? And then they made a sequel to Kid Icarus for a Nintendo 3DS available. Mike Drucker wrote. Now. Yeah, that Mike Drucker wrote on. Yeah, lots of jokes. About Wait, your was friend. Mike was the, was Mike his name? Was it the same Mike? <laughs> no, because uh, is this a butterfly effect? No, the goat is not dead. <laughs> the no, ghost like, of this kid that got kicked out of my house didn't go on to be become the writer of Kid. Just forget it. I don't get what. Wait, uh, what was the s- point of the story? I'm I'm unclear. Oh, we were talking about bad things Mike that happened Drucker to us as a child. <laughs> Yeah, we we're talking about oh, ga- bad gaming related. Did Mike memory. Drucker put the game inside your TV? Get, get past it, Dan Palomares. Wait, asked. wait, we didn't go next. Night okay, yeah. what are your stories? I don't. I don't want to follow up the dead kid, who may or may not be Mike. He might have a good so, dead no, friend whose name really I forget. Weird. Yeah, a guy named Mike stole a really bad Game Boy game about casinos from me. That's crazy. It's almost <laughs> like Mike a, is a common name. Yeah, but then he didn't die. He just went and did a bunch of drugs. He's dead inside. Yeah, basically, yeah. Marty, I mean, none of mine are that like horrifying. I had a really the. Dag nabbit. Those are two curses, by the way. <laughs> oh, this is awful. It's so hot in this room. It's really, it's hot. Just it's really hot. A real yeah. hot box. Um, no, when I got my PS One, uh, my parents got me. This memory card that was like a third party thing. It was like, it's as big as a hundred memory cards. And my parents thought that it was like an awesome idea, oh, but it just deleted my saves all the time. Yep. So, it, like, trying to beat Final Fantasy VII or Resident Evil 1 or Symphony of the Night was this like Sisyphusian task to where, like, I love those games in Metal Gear so much because I've played the first half of them a thousand <laughs> times. It was just like, it was like, yeah, those PS1 era peripherals, like, I had. 
yeah, I had memory cards die, and then controllers controllers would die at like pivotal moments. Mm-hmm. Like my crappy like Mad Cats controller would just drop dead in the middle of like yeah. the I most wanna, important I, part. I want to write a horror movie called The Island of haunted third-party memory saves. <laughs> and it's just all the lost saves through all the years. They died on Mad Cat's cards yeah, yeah. that are hey, just... Hey, wait, wait. Can there be some kind of partnership between Mad Cat's and Naughty Dog? How does no one ever put this and together? And just an, an official Last of Us controller that's made out of, like, a bunch of shivs and a broken on, bottle. On and house pets. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's just a mushroom, and you press a button and spores shoot that's out. That's why I only buy controllers from Crazy Rats. <laughs> <laughs> America's favorite mid-90s controller company. <laughs> All right. That was Rapid Fire. Those are five questions. There's Thank you so much no for those. Actually, no, there's a fifth one. It's very good. Very easy. Dan Palomares says, <laughs> Palomares <laughs> says, how you doing? Listen to the beginning of the show. Yeah. How you guys yeah. doing? Listen to the start of the program. We started with right? that story. I feel right. like I'm day drunk. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm on some, I'm on some meta, meta cash. I feel like um, I felt like there's a thunderstorm outside all day. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. I'm, I'm uh, just real. I'm just real tired. I'm very tired. You're always tired. Emotionally right? exhausted. Yeah. I'm physically exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, yeah. What was it? Oh, we were gonna tell the story last week. What well, we said we were gonna save it this week. Okay. The revelation we had at a bar about me. Oh, oh my god, this is my favorite. Story oh yeah, world. this is. Oh, great. I, I guess I'll tell from my perspective then. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm out. With Marty at a bar, which is every night of every week. And uh, we we go into this new place, and uh, we're with Marty's friend, Sean. And we walk in, and Sean presents his ID and walks in, and Marty presents his ID. I guess doesn't get it back or whatever. Is that what happened? And then no, I got none it. Of us, no, none of us had an ID. We just we sh- I was talking about someone, and I said she's 27. Or you said she's 27 like you are, Marty. And then Sean. Oh, and then Sean. That's what it was, yeah. And then Sean points out, like, no, Marty's not 27. I guess Sean knew this, which blows my mind more. But, yeah, so... Eventually, Marty has to pull out his ID to show what his age is, and he is two years older than he has always thought he is. Marty is my age. He was born in 1986. He is 29 years old mm-hmm. and did not know it. He thought he was 27 for the last several years. Wait, when's your birthday, Marty? It is June 3rd. So you're old. Yeah. So I went from being younger than Max to older than Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really weird feeling. You lost two years of your life. Yeah. That night. No, no, but I kind of get where you're coming from because between 25 and 30, there's Don't really... excuse this. No, exa- it's not okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Between 25 and 30, there's not really a whole lot to keep track there's of. There's no like, milestones. Like, yeah. I can like, rent my car. Yeah, you can rent a car and your insurance rates go down. And you can burn a lottery ticket. Yeah. When you're yes. like when you're 27, you you're like, oh, I, I, kiss I'm a cop. not going <laughs> to join that 27 club with Marilyn Monroe and yeah. James Dean or whatever. You know, yeah, like the, the whole thing, my big question was like, where did you, what are the years that you missed? I don't missed? know. Like, what are the birthdays you didn't celebrate? I don't think I ever had a 28th birthday. I don't remember ever telling you Well, you did. You just didn't know. Well, yeah. And I, I, I just want to say, if, if we sound a little reserved right now, it's because we've heard this story a few times. But the first yeah. time we heard it, we were floored. Yeah. I was screaming you and yelling about this. You mass text at, at 3 o'clock 3 in the morning. morning. Yeah, I, I texted all of you at once. It was the first thing I read when I woke up that day. It was great. Yep. Yeah, so Marty, how old are you now? You're 29. I'm 29. He's three months younger than me. Years old. Or two months. So I, I came into work the next day and I walked up to Marty and I said, "Happy birthday, happy birthday." <laughs> yeah, right? we're covered. I've known Marty for four and a half years, and and I always thought he was two years younger than me. So at least in that time, you you have thought it. So it happened before you were 25. Then I don't know. I don't know how that works. This is really this tragic. Is really, this yeah? is a bizarre thing. Yeah, this yeah. is bad. This is a real bad thing. It's not great. No, it's not I got, good. I gotta get some stuff in order. I, I wrote down all the cusses. That's See, good. <laughs> I reviewed everybody's gone to the rafters. You should just, you should just write down every birthday, though. Just, yeah, yeah. Just write down every birthday. You need to disable your auto run. I think you need maybe maybe take those seven maybe seconds. I need to hold the R two for a couple yeah. for a couple yeah. extra seconds to get my life in order. You sure yeah. it was seven seconds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was actually nine seconds. I feel I'm. I'm 
I'm okay with this because I was sort of legitimately weirded out when I found out you were younger than me, and I'm like, well, Marty, you're like, yeah. you're so you're so good at the tough stuff well, you do. And, I'm and like, we were oh, talking about oh, like yeah. how you and Zach have all these like childhood memories that line up really well, and he was like, man, that's so weird because you're so much younger than me, but like now it actually makes sense. And Jose is like, oh man, it's not like you've been 27 the entire time I've known you, and I'm like, yeah, I've known you four and a half years. You should have warned <laughs> yeah. me about this. Yeah, so it's Jose's fault. Just like you're the the. Mario level. You yep, Jose also, he's the reason that uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture doesn't have a sprint button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really rough. It's really yeah. messing things up. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, Jose uh, made Peter Dinklage get replaced by... That's Norman. right. Okay, yeah, blame That's Jose. a weird name for a, uh, an actual dwarf, by the way. Peter Dinklage? Yeah, it sounds like a fake name for a real... I'm going to stop. <laughs> All right, so on that note, uh, if you want to email us, it's just beyond at IGN.com. That's right. Uh, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity yep. with two Gs and two Ts. Yep. Brian is Agent Bizzle, and Goldfarb is Garfep. You guys, you guys have a cool announcement coming up on Friday. What are we doing on Friday, Max? Oh yeah, we're launching up at noon. That's right. Yeah. We're bringing up at noon back, and yeah. this time it's live. So Ooh. twelve o'clock noon Pacific time. Yeah, I think this audience, if they've if you stuck with us all year, first of all, thank you. But if you listen to the episode we did of this show uh, right before E three, the live one where we were taking questions and we were reading through stories and yeah. doing predictions, it was a lot crazier and more energetic. It's going to be a lot like that, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, you can you can watch it. You can ask us questions. Mm-hmm. We're going to do funny comedy stuff. We're going to be real laid back, goofy boys. And, and just, much aw. like taking over this show, uh, we're not trying to totally recreate the thing that came before it. So you know. Yeah. Have a heart. That's right. You monsters. <laughs> yeah, I, I worked on the old thing for three years, and I wanted to do something new. And Max is here, and he's uh, uh, him and I work very well together. You know so. who else worked on that show? That Mike Trucker boy who That's passed right. away. The creator of Kid Icarus who <laughs> the died ghost. horribly in 1987. <laughs> the ghost behind my television. A man died, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and beyond. 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 Stop doing that. <laughs> beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.